It's the movie that forces you to answer a harrowing question that no one ever wants to contemplate. What would it feel like to be trapped in a car with Jim Belushi and Whoopi Goldberg? <laughs> we watched Homer and Eddie, which means it's time for another Portland at the Movies. In a world, in a time, in a land of eternal beauty, all that stands between a city and a disaster, in a city where anything can happen, if you thought you had seen it all. I always have a milkshake before sex. Homer! Take good care of her! <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Portland at the Movies. I am one of your hosts, Todd Workhoven, and with me, as always, is Mark Middleton. How are you, Mark? I'm really well now that we've, uh, we're have we in the midst of Homer and Eddie. That's right. And, of course, I'm with Brian, the Unipiper Kid. How are you doing, Brian? Todd, I thought the goal of the show was to uh, encourage people to listen, not scare them away <laughs> right if, at the opening. If the goal was to get people to listen, to, we would never pick the podcast. Homer! I asked, uh, started a podcast about movies made in Portland. <laughs> uh, yet here we are. Yet here we are. So uh, here we are at the Homer and Eddie episode. This movie has kind of been a, an albatross of sorts. It's kind of like the Titanic. You knew it was going down. Yes. Uh, and it's, it's, it's always brought up by people that kind of know, have heard of it, but not seen it. Um, and of course, David Walker has called most of Portland movies uh, because they're bad. He has called it the curse of Homer and Eddie. And so it has been on our list. A couple weeks ago, you guys bumped into James Belushi himself uh, and got our, our VHS copy autographed. As him, one does. As one does. Um, so, Mark, this is your fault because you picked this movie. <laughs> So uh, you will now be in charge of walking us through Homer and Eddie. So Homer and Eddie, uh, according to the um, uh, the Oregon Film Institute, they actually use the word retarded, but uh, I'm not going to. Oh, I thought you were going to so, say they actually use the word film, which is much too strong of a word for this movie. So uh, the IMDb says it's a mentally handicapped man gets help from a psych- sociopathic woman when he tries to reunite with his dying father, who years earlier disowned him. Uh, there's another description that says, a slow-witted dishwasher <laughs> drives to Oregon with a dying woman who robs stores and shoots people. <laughs> <laughs> Both of those are accurate. I will read what it says on the cover of the VHS. She's ruthless. He's witless. They're on the road together and falling apart at the seams. Those are generous. Those are generous, <laughs> Those are which generous. begs the question, what, what is this movie? What, what genre is it, this, Mark? So it pitches itself as a comedy, but it, it's, it's so, there's, That's it's just not, not accurate. It's just not accurate. And it, it's not, others have said, well, it's a dark comedy, but a dark comedy like knows itself. Uh, as a dark comedy and this tries to address so many things at the same time and and yet nothing and yet all at once and yet and this i i had a a feeling when i was watching this because uh as we mentioned uh james belushi plays homer who was hit in the head with a baseball when he was a kid and is now uh um 
mentally diminished, I suppose they would call it. There's no, nothing specific. There's no... It's just a general 80s category of what mental retardation was like at the time. <laughs> so but, excuse right. my ignorance. Yeah. Are, is this like the X-Men and superheroes? Are there two types of uh, mentally handicapped, the kind that were born with it and the kind that acquired it? I said, well, mm. I, I, mm. I don't... Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. I, don't, I, I mean, don't obviously, so you can be brain damaged, but I don't. And, and, and that's what this. Although we movie did have a, about. yeah, and we did have a story on our uh, other podcast, the Mark and Todd guest, a couple of weeks ago about this lady that uh, didn't she get hit in the head and started speaking in a British accent? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So that who knows? Who are we to question? Yeah. So Rotten Tomatoes gives it a zero tomato meter, uh, but but there's two. Are you serious? It's uh, zero on the tomato meter, but forty percent of audience members liked it and so uh official reviews which i've got two uh little gems here one says there's a deep sense of desperation in homer and eddie it stars clawing at the screen in hopes of reminding the audience that hey we're not just comedians so that's one the other get it the other is uh the message behind the film is rather mean-spirited Plus, a misplaced brothel scene with one of the scariest prostitutes ever committed to film makes it a chore to watch. <laughs> now, that should have been on the back of the box. <laughs> well, it's interesting you you say, you know, we're two comedians, but look look how, how serious. Now, when was Ghost? Because Webby Goldberg did win the Oscar for Ghost, and I... That was after. It was, that was, that was, yeah. was probably ninety one, maybe. But she also did. Uh, oh, have you seen was, Whoopi Goldberg in? Um, oh, it's the movie with the dinosaur. Oh, the dinosaur. Uh, the dinosaur. dinosaur Theodore Rex oh, Theodore is Rex. that movie, yeah. uh, which she was contractually forced to be in that movie. Well, this was after Jumping Jack Flash, which she and Jim Belushi were in together. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did and they so, have? Did they have charisma? Charisma and chemistry. I never chemistry saw. I never saw it. Okay. Never saw it. Uh, uh, I never saw it either. But I heard that they were they played enemies in yeah. Jumping Jack Flash. Oh, interesting. Okay, so this is the long-awaited. And the director reunion? did another. Uh, X and Y movie with Tango and Cash. Yes, which uh, is prominently put on that, which is interesting, which is an I came an action comedy, but what that has to do, like why that would be a selling point for. So it says that on the, barely, on the VHS? Uh, yeah, right on the front, oh, that big red thing. Well, that's also funny because, uh, you know, that movie came out after Homer and Eddie. Oh, funny. So this must be a later pressing a of later the movie. A later pressing of the movie. The only, yeah. Um, so I read... I read something that said that uh, a James Belushi movie, you can tell what it's trying to go for by how his name is spelled, if it, whether it's Jim Belushi or James Belushi. That's funny. I was just going to say that we must have read the same uh, thing. And I was like, that makes so much sense because this is a James Belushi picture. Yes. So not a Jim Belushi they were, picture. They were trying. Um, to me, uh, the biggest problem with this movie was just like the tone, like we've said, was all over the place. Um, and I, I don't know. Uh, it it kind of felt like it was an Oscar bait movie that just fell flat on I its face. I wrote a couple times, hashtag Oscar bait, yeah. hashtag this is my moment, or whatever. <laughs> there was a lot of that stuff there. But, but before we kind of dive into the movie, I want to play the only good thing about this experience. Okay, let's talk positives. I had a couple listed. Okay, well, mine was the experience before the movie came on and this trailer played. From the screenwriter of Blade Runner comes The Blood of Heroes. Sugar's coming! Sugar's coming! Welcome to the future. Where the game of Jugger is a way of life. And death. 
where men and women will risk everything. I wish more than anything we would have watched The Blood of Heroes. So why was that trailer attached to Homer Netty, do you think? I don't know. I mean, it must have been produced. <laughs> well, dare. both of these are uh, <laughs> HBO video releases. Uh, so that was the production company. It must have been HBO video. I mean, you could not have found a, a farther film from in terms of yes, tone that was and genres. From the director or from the writer of Blade Runner starring Rucker Hauer. And it looks like a Mad Max-esque football from yeah. the future sort of I wrote down that it was uh, Lac- Mad Max lacrosse. <laughs> lacrosse Road. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that was the best part of the movie. It was. It's so. Oh, the other, the other, I got to say the other positive was that it was 20 minutes shorter than I expected because when you uh, made your copy of this movie for us, Todd, you kind of let the recording go on for 20 minutes. So I was like, oh God, two, two hours. <laughs> wow. And then when it, when it was over at 1.40, I was like, I'm going to bed. Hooray. It's over. So we we might not be in the minority, but we're not the the it's not exclusively hate about this movie. There are a surprising number of really positive reviews about this movie on Amazon. Is this is breaking in all over again, which came out in nineteen eighty nine, yep. which we which this was also really nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. And and that had overwhelmingly positive reviews. This movie, so I was having uh, breaking in flashbacks constantly. Five that is stars. Exactly what it felt like to me. Five stars. This movie is fantastic with Whoopi Goldberg as a mentally unstable woman and Jim Belushi as a mentally challenged man. Homer's family is embarrassed by him and Eddie has a brain tumor and thinks she sees Jesus all the time. The two of them end up needing each other. Fantastic movie to watch. Hilarious. Five stars. Four stars. Five stars. A good diversion. <laughs> Is that it? Here's, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> Which I thought was great. I forgot <laughs> about my terrible life. Thanks, Homer and Eddie. So, so here's a three-star one. Not something I would focus on, but okay as background noise. <laughs> Actors' performances were good, but the plot is unrealistic, I hope. <laughs> because what I want... <laughs> <laughs> the the plot is unrealistic. I hope what I want is background noise. Is Jim Belushi making love to a three hundred pound prostitute, <laughs> and then and then shimmy dancing. dancing with her? Now that is a question. We're not quite there yet. But were we to understand that they did have sex, or the whole his whole thing was? His special time with her was just to do a chaste. No, they had, sex. no they had sex. They had sex because had sex. because he oh, I didn't. he said he he like he wanted milk was shake. I good was I good and she said well did you enjoy it oh yeah and he, like I loved it well then you you were, it, you were good uh, you're great that you, and and then they danced you, and and then they danced and lost his virginity. Is that what we were? Oh my gosh! I, this like, movie is just perfect background movie. You know, <laughs> background noise. You're, you're sitting down to like uh, do some work, or you, you know, you're having a candle at dinner, and you just want something on in the background. You want Whoopi Goldberg screaming about God in a public bathroom and then bashing her head against the oh mirror. So we, do you want to set this movie up, Mark? More yeah. than, or is there more to set up than that already? Um. We'll get we'll get to this part as well, but there's a surprising number of really famous actors that 
make really there small are a appearances. Ton, and I have a little I, ongoing. Yeah. List. yeah okay. We'll, I, we'll okay. talk about that in, in, in a bit. So I would call that a positive, even. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. The only thing worth it, I would say. <laughs> the reason I didn't kill myself, some might suggest. And they were spaced throughout the movie just far enough where it would hold your attention. You know, five minutes would go by and you'd be like, one of the Joker's henchmen from Batman. I'll take it. John Waters. Yeah, that was the biggest. That was right out of the gate, too. Yeah. So Homer lives in the middle of nowhere. Arizona. Arizona, Yeah. Near Flagstaff, Arizona. Where the town has an outhouse on the outskirts where a guy just pooping with the door open. Okay. So let's talk about him. Let's talk about him. Because he famous. So, on uh, I I don't have the name of uh, the actor in front of me. Uh, the, the, Jim Gap, uh, I think is his name. Maybe I think he's listed as uh, yes, Jim, Jim Map Map. So on several occasions, he's listed as the third person. Says so Jim Belushi, Whoopi Goldberg, and Jim Map. I on several places, and I cannot find a picture of Jim Matt because the only other movie he was in, he was in full makeup, and and there's no old Drac in Enemy Mine. Yeah. Exactly, he had that. He was exactly. in Speed, apparently. He was in Speed, but they don't. Uh, you can't find a picture of him in Speed. Maybe try, he, I looked. Try, try it. I can watch that one episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper right. that he was in. Okay, so he's in. Homer and Eddie for no more than 12 or 13 and seconds. And in a shot that is filmed Distance. from 100 yards away, like legitimately. And you hear a harmonica and it is filmed so far away, he's credited as harmonica, harmonica. player, but you can't even tell he's playing the harmonica because you don't know what's going on. So we see him in an outhouse with his pants down pooping. <laughs> that gets you top billing in the world of Homer and Eddie. And it is the funniest thing that happened. And he is playing a harmonica and he has one line. It's, so are you leaving? And Jim Belushi says, yeah. Uh, okay, da- bye. He says a name that, that rhymes with dad. It's like Dan. I heard or that too. And I was like, Don I was very something. confused because I thought he said dad. dad. Yeah, because it sounds exactly. And I played it over like 20 times. And just trying, and, you, and yeah, I am dad. Should I play and, it? Sure. <laughs> Yes, Dad. And he plays the harmonica as he's talking. As he's talking. <laughs> as a ventriloquist I mean, harmonica player. That makes me wonder if he's even playing the harmonica. Oh, no. Oh. It doesn't... It... I'm going to Oregon. <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole... Oh, I'm going to Oregon is I'm what he going says. To or- that's yeah. what you know Jim Belushi says. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right off the bat, we got, you know, the mispronunciation of the state of Oregon. Right. Well, right. he is mentally challenged, so that was... One oh, of the other Todd, things... are you saying that everyone who says Oregon <laughs> is, is yes. mentally yes, challenged? Yes, I am saying that, actually. <laughs> okay, it's, it's on record, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, so so he starts in Flagstaff. We we don't know a whole lot of story, but he's he's reviewing his baseball memorabilia, and, and he's got a shelf with a whole bunch of stuff. He packs his bag, and he heads off to Oregon. And uh, you see him stuff a little bit of money in his bag, a little bit of money in his sock, and uh, he... Wandering down the highway in the middle of the desert. Wandering down the highway in the middle of the desert. And so the truck rolls by him and then another car rolls by him. And then he makes a bet with God and he's like, God, just give me this one last favor and I'll never ask for anything again. And then the car stops and he's like, oh, just kidding, God. And I didn't mean it. And then uh, the car backs up. He gets into the car, introduces himself to... John Waters. John Waters and his accomplice who end up 
uh, pulling a gun on him and taking his money and his bag. And uh, then uh, they drive away. Later, he finds his bag again because they stuffed it out the window, apparently. Yeah. Uh, let's just say and, the, the tone he, of the movie up to this point is just kind of like 80s slapstick comedy. You know, you've got some wacky music and, you know, you, there's these funny scenes. Is, um, isn't there a um, Steve... Um, um, Martin, Steve Martin movie that kind of oh, has jerk. The, the jerk, jerk starts the, yeah, with the same totally, kind of tone, yeah. exactly. And yeah, and what what year was the jerk? I, wonder I think that was, was a lot earlier. Eighties, yeah. So same tone, same <laughs> genre, same everything. Yeah, he heads out, uh, and I don't remember exactly. You know, at, at one point he falls asleep in a car See, at, here's... A, <laughs> at a at a. Here's where I start having problems. Yeah. He finds a junkyard in the middle of the desert, goes, walks to the back of the junkyard where there's like the cars piled up everywhere, falls asleep in the back of a wrecked car, which is Whoopi Goldberg's car. And she's in the front seat and just, and she's sleeping in the front seat and he was chose to sleep in the back seat. Okay. A, how did she not know he was getting in the car? Maybe she was out taking a piss. B, why is she parked in the back of a junkyard? She's not. Maybe she like, was stealing the car. Why is her? That's what I thought. I thought they were going to say she was stealing the car, but she's got the keys. She just starts it up. She, there's no hot wiring. Because I thought, oh, in she, a movie, was, Todd. The she was are, in the midst of doing this thing. And they're in a movie. The keys are always in the. Keys are always under the, the flat, sun visor. The sun visor. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't figure that. I thought maybe on the second viewing they would clear that up, but they just mm. opened the scene with them both sleeping in the car. It's like they had to have some reason for Homer and Eddie to get together, and they had no reason. This whole movie, I feel <laughs> like, was no done premise. in one take. Like, everything had one take, because at one point, they're talking in the car together, and mid-conversation... There is not just an edit. There is a what? crossfade. Yep. Oh, that is so weird. In between, and there's, it doesn't change. There's a review that talks about that. About I didn't see that, oh, but it doesn't oh my God, change it stood out camera positions. It's no, the same. It happens twice. Can we? It, yeah, in the it, movie, it happens twice in yep. the movie. And that director, uh, according to the review that I was reading in the Los Angeles Times, uh, f- from the release date, uh, they were talking about how terrible it was, <laughs> and they're like. Uh, the director Andre Kurzkanowski, yeah, uh, him. He um, apparently that's one of his trademarks. And so, so it, because fifty-two minutes into the movie, we're driving down the road and a cop car drives drives by, and there's a freeze like exciting chip style freeze frame on yeah. these motorcycle cops and a cop car. It does it like out three, of nowhere three times in a row, and then we're, it's never brought back. Fifty-two minutes into a movie, yeah. you get a bold stylistic choice that doesn't make any sense it's almost like there there were um what's it when you uh plot when you have a story the storyboards so he had like six storyboard moments in uh like let's make a movie that uh okay get from point a and then and then so he he made these storyboards and then never filled in the gaps between them. Well, in a traditional road trip <laughs> type movie, it is it is not, you know, point A or Z. It is all those points in between. But right. all of those points, your characters are supposed to learn something that brings yes. them to the next point that brings yes. them to the next point. <laughs> this one, you literally could have edited this film 
backwards. In a completely different <laughs> order, and it would have made no difference. Yeah. The per- Not even the ending, because the ending, the movie just stops. The perfect- it just simply stops. I picked up on that as well, and the perfect example is when they go to church. Like, they go into church, and Whoopi Goldberg is supposed to have some sort of revelation, but she ends up leaving, and there has been no change in her. Whoopi Goldberg's character does not change until maybe at the very end when she's like, no, I'm not going to rob this. She doesn't say that out loud, but she's not going to rob and kill a random person like she's been doing throughout the movie. Spoilers. Uh, and then, But then she dies, and then... Spoilers. Spoilers <laughs> for the end of a Homer and Eddie. But that it just really struck me that our characters did not change, did not grow. They there was no arc. There no. was no yeah, there was no, no growth. Uh, so um, I I shared this with you, Todd, before the movie. So I watched it uh, early in the morning. Uh, I I had a little insomnia and I was watching it, and I, and so I fell asleep during one little section. I woke up, moment and it was like a little groggy, and went back to sleep. So. There was a scene that I that I don't know about that I know of an image of. So Whoopi Goldberg is in a cemetery talking to an old lady. Yes, yeah. that's her do, mom. Would, do you have any? I was gonna say, do you have any guess to who that old lady is? <laughs> so after uh, they posit this movie that Whoopi is is that her goal is to find her mom or is that because she no. kind of had to be talked into that right? Right. They go to Oakland and because she, she goes, asked about his family uh, and right. so he asked her about her family. And she's like, oh, they live in Oakland. Right, right. Oh, and so she asked at the local bar, can I find so-and-so, her mom? And the lady goes, at the local cemetery. So you're led to believe she's She's dead. dead. There's the scene in the cemetery where Whoopi walks up to a a headstone and kind of looks on the other side. And the camera pans down and there's a woman sitting there. (laughs) And apparently her mom lives. At the cemetery? Yeah, her mom lives in front of her own grave that she already has the headstone uh, carved out with her death date. Her death date. Which is on her birthday, supposedly in a few years. And she's like, I just have a feeling. And so she sits down and talks for like three and a half minutes. And then... And you think that they're going to have some sort of uh, reconciliation. And even Whoopi is like, who is who is like, oh, my mom must not care for me or whatever asked well can we just spend a little more time and talk and then the mom just says no we get out of here we've been talking long enough and that's when she screams that thing i played yeah. homer you take care her! or whatever she says <laughs> yep and our characters have done nothing and our characters have done nothing so here's a, an example of what this whole movie feels like and it's just these bits of what i'm guessing was semi-improvised dialogue that they have in the car that i feel like we're supposed to think is endearing or character, but they don't add up to whole much. So here's a little bit really? of that. Yeah. There's a Christian science reading room right by my house. Oh, you want a candy bar? I got one. <laughs> oh, hi, doggy. Oh, hi, doggy. <laughs> what slowpoke? The slowpoke I found when I went through your shit. You know what slowpoke I'm talking about. Oh, that slowpoke. Well, that's my last one, but I got a couple other ones here you might like. Here, this one here is a Switzer. This is real good. I don't want Switzers. But it's artificially flavored. I don't care. I don't eat artificially flavored stuff. Well, how about the Whoppers? The Whoppers got a lot of good stuff. That goes on for the whole movie. That sort of not. I mean, it's not about... There's a couple conversations where they have about their family. But let's talk about setup and payoff. So right there, those are nice to have. Yes, most movies do. Right there, it's introduced like 
this oh christian science that's a really random character trait that's going to come back in some way later in the movie they set up so many things that don't come back like that first place mm-hmm. uh, jim belushi goes into this this whole movie is cross-country interiors James. of convenience stores which i i personally love that aspect i that love seeing old products in uh, yeah. uh, foods and junk food but yeah this movie is just constantly taking place in the aisle of a convenience store and the first place that jim belushi goes to or James Belushi, James Belushi goes to he doesn't have any money uh, and so he tries to pocket some stuff and Anne <clears throat> Ram- oh, speaking of cameos so we've uh, Anne John Waters Anne Ramsey who is the um, Mama the, Fratelli the Mama Fratelli and the Goonies so she's making another Portland movie appearance this was her last movie sadly I felt so bad she looks okay so this movie was three years after the Goonies and she looks like she's 15 years older <laughs> she looks like she's 180 it looks like they are propping her up in this movie <laughs> And she's speaking with marbles in her mouth. So, yeah, she is in this movie. Um, Jim Belushi doesn't have any money and and makes this big promise. One of these days, when you least expect it, you're going to get a check from Homer Lanza for $3. And I was like, yep. what a perfect little setup for this That's innocent character. Gonna... That, But no. That's going to be how the movie's ended. And his family's yeah. rich. He could have done it. Like, his family clearly has money. Yeah. But you're right. Just... All setups and that was a setup. Nothing. And so he was leaving with stolen goods, and everybody just was okay with that. Also, it was like the nobody, 80s. nobody. Did you mean stop. those two weird fat twins that they showed, which apparently were played by the same person? Oh, were they? It's yes. It's the same guy oh, listed twice, and not. It doesn't look like an accident because he's like as twin number two. So this is. A, so was that trick photography to make those weird twins that had nothing to do with the story? They were just sitting there. And if it was trick photography, why would they go out of their way to do not that. hire twin? It, it, one was squirting ketchup and one was squirting mustard. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. That was like their uh, character trait uh, difference. This Tweedledee and Tweedledum is ketchup and mustard. A lot of depth wow. to this movie. <laughs> um, but the other huge setup, the whole reason that Whoopi Goldberg goes on this adventure with him is so she can get her $87 that she's like... It's true. Claims that she's stealing from uh, James Belushi. I said, that was my other question. She just says, my $87. But she was just saying that to trick... Oh, sorry. I was going to watch the exciting whatever that other movie was again. <laughs> Blood the Blood of, of Heroes. Heroes. Please. Um, because uh, James Belushi gets robbed, and that second time the, he had $87 in his sock, and they took that too. Um, was Whoopi Goldberg kept saying, they have my $87. So she was just trick trying to trick him into giving into her the thinking money. that, oh, maybe it was her money. But there was all sorts of things that would sort of half happen because sometimes James Belushi would refer to Whoopi Goldberg as him or yeah. he. So I that was so the eighty seven dollars was a payoff that didn't happen too. Right. Like you think that there you know at some point she's going to give him the money or oh no. yeah no nothing ever happens with the eighty seven dollars. Um, and then that was a question I wrote down is is. Eddie, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, supposed to think that she is a man? Does she believe she's a man in this movie? I kept thinking and I've got they some would evidence. do something with that, too, because there is. Yeah. he. Uh, she goes into a men's restroom. Right. Uh, and he refers, you know, uh, Homer refers to her Eddie, as... Eddie, Edwina. Edwina. Well, uh, when she says, my name is Edwina, the first thing that he says is like, that's, <laughs> that's a, a girl's man. name. Oh. She says, my name is Edwina, Edwin, or Eddie... It's a short for Edwina and James Belushi just having met her says, oh, that's a that's a girl's name and laughs about it like this man has a girl's name. Right. <laughs> well, she brings up the you're not a man until 
you learn to drive. You're not a man. And so, so that's a, that's actually one thread that does keep going. It doesn't end anywhere, but that is brought up several times too. You're not a man until. But there's there's never any payoff. There's never there's no any resolution. Payoff. There's never any discussion of trans it, it identity just, or no. It just it, makes nothing. things it's confusing. Just, right. Right. So, at what point in this movie was the passenger window replaced with a daily newsstand? I think that scene front? was uh, cut that, out. That scene was cut out. Because I, I would have liked for, to have seen I that I looked scene. for it the second time around, and all of a sudden, the I just window noticed it too. of the car has this big daily news written across there's a, it. Like, well, like we said, there's a lot of this movie where it's just left to you to figure out and assume that, oh, well, that just happened. Right. And, yeah, exactly. And so, the, the, the window did get broken by... Um, when they were being chased and uh, there was some some skirmish that happened. And so that window got broken and Homer was like, oh, they were really mad or something like that. And then uh, next scene or two scenes later, you know, we saw that the front of a newspaper, uh, newspaper vending, machine. vending machine as the window, which would be clever. See, and that's why you know, I kind of felt like fun. everything was done in one take. And I wondered if they even finished making this movie because it yeah, also has no ending <laughs> and like there are just out. big chunks that are missing they just ran out of money i want and i didn't read like it, none of the there's stories no, or reviews there's, there's no, no indication that that happened all right we've got two million dollars that we're gonna make a movie until we run out go <laughs> let's make a an eight million dollar movie and we'll just be done at two <laughs> so are we to believe that uh, throughout this throughout this movie, James Belushi also tells these kind of fantastical stories. Like I was a boxer, a Golden Gloves boxer, and I beat five hundred people. Are we to believe that James Belushi's character believes those stories, or that he knows he makes up stories? I, that that's a great question too, and it would have been a really interesting thread <laughs> if. One of those things had turned actually out to be turned true. to be true because yes. the the rich family that he actually belongs to turned out to be true, and so it could have been these other things also, like like him he was back a the surgeon he or whatever. In, yeah. You know, I I do this surgery every day, and and uh, I'll fix you right up, and and those kind of things would have been interesting because I thought too, I thought there was going to be no family. I thought it was going to be the wrong house that right. he goes to at the end. Like the whole movie leads us to believe because all of these other stories aren't true that of course this one can't be true as well. And speaking of lying, I thought I was thinking that Whoopi Goldberg, it was going to turn out that she did not have a brain tumor. Oh, interesting. I don't think I ever thought that. Hmm. I think I was just hoping her character would die because I hated her so much. <laughs> that her head would explode. She So her character in this movie is uh, she she uh, is mentally ill. She escaped from a, a mental institution and she has a brain tumor. Well, she says she has a brain tumor, but there's only one piece of evidence that leads any credence to the fact that maybe she actually does have a brain tumor. Her mom asking Her mom, about exactly, asking, were you cured? Right. And it could be the brain tumor was causing mental uh mental instability instability here's one for you going back to plot threads that didn't go anywhere raise your hand if you thought Whoopi goldberg was going to kill the guinea pig once it was in her hands <laughs> oh i didn't because uh this movie is supposed to be of mice and men uh-huh. oh i did wonder where at the germa polka festival <laughs> james belushi suddenly had a guinea pig it did not explain where he suddenly had wow. a guinea pig. But I thought, because uh, I, I read that, you know, it was like 
of mice and men on a road trip. That's true. Well, I, this is what I was say. Whoopi Goldberg's character is obviously, you know, embittered and in pain and mentally unstable and stuff like that. Um, and every time they stop at a convenience store, she robs it and kills someone. She kills like three or four people in this movie. And it's never addressed as a big deal. Once Homer's like, like, you just got to stop this, Eddie. Well, and she's like, sorry. <laughs> and those, like, the movie moves on. There are so many scenes that just make you feel really uncomfortable. And it's because of that sudden shift in tone. Like when she kills someone the first time, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And even the character who is another, uh, another um, famous actor or not a famous actor, but he's a famous character actor. Um, like, what he was do? in the X Files. He, <laughs> do you remember in the X Files? He had the shifty, the super shifty eyes. Yeah. Oh, um, his yeah. name is, I always forget it. Taylor Pruitt. I think his yes, name is. Yes, that's right. Vincent Taylor Pruitt, um, who was really skinny. And it's funny to see, like, oh wow, he started way back, way back then. But he gets shot. He's just the convenience store owner, just because he looked at a gun that was nearby, and he, he goes. What did I do? Yeah, that was his reaction to being shot. And I was like, yeah, what did he do? What did I do that I'm deserving <laughs> this movie? You just have the money in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the biggest shift in tone in the movie is the scene where Whoopi Goldberg starts bashing her head into oh. the bathroom mirror. Yeah. That is the first indication we get that she's mentally ill, but this was right after the kooky, like, he gets robbed, and then she picks him up, and at the... At the um, the junkyard and they're driving down the what one they stop at the get at the rest stop and she goes into when she hears the airplane and yeah so here they are in this bathroom that they stopped by so this what? is another oscar moment i feel like they were both going for yeah shanks and there's nuns and there's there's people there's people out there starving there's people out there starving they don't have any place to go there's no food for them and there's hurricanes and there's all kinds of weather and there's pestilence the god made pestilence that's what he put down on people. He made pestilence. He made diseases. There's diseases that they don't even have a cure for. It doesn't even matter how much rich. You want to brush your teeth now? Oh! Eddie, cut it out! Stop it, Eddie! So she starts bashing her head into the mirror. So like this freaky freak out i guess to, to, to speak like i'm from 1969 uh out of nowhere after kind of this light-hearted you're getting a comedy and then that happens it kind of reminds me when you're out at a restaurant and like the couple at the next table just starts fighting and you are just uncomfortable because you don't know how to react that's well that literally happens in this movie and that's another one of the character actors guy is this bearded guy who showed up in like all mickey jones mickey jones yeah. who was in home improvement for a long time he's been in a ton of stuff he kind of played he was always the safe, tough guy because he was on home improvement, like step by step. And they would have him play like the big, scary biker guy because he's not too scary. But And it's all that. It's all that tedious conversation in a car and all of a sudden and just whipped back and forth in that emotional state. Yeah. And then they'll start playing the wacky 80s comedy music again, you know, once we get to the next scene. In fact, uh, right before this, I had noted that the music in this doesn't make any sense either. It's... What so here's a little this? sample of some of the driving around music. <laughs> I mean, what, what emotion is that music telling me to have as they're driving up the coast of Oregon? <laughs> like that. All that does is tell you we're in the eighties. I, yeah, 
so all of all of the music and it wasn't all on that style it was I mean, there's really random too. It's not like it it picked a very specific thing. No, to... I think the soundtrack was supposed to be like centered around Richie Haven. The uh, the New York Times review says uh, so. This time, the director's distinctive touches include letting the camera fade into and out of two shots for no particular reason, incorporating a gallery of grotesques as extras, and breaking (laughs) up the action with loud and ill-chosen songs on the soundtrack, several of them performed by Richie Havens. Weird. How's that if you're an extra in this movie? You're like, I'm going to read this review. Grotesque. Grotesque. (laughs) Eventually, the movie makes its way to Oregon. Um, specifically, not before tricking us several times first, because I'm like, oh, right. thank. Well, we're when they went to the the hooker scene, no. when they went to that crazy weird brothel, they were in Nevada, and I was like, we are only in <laughs> Nevada. There. And then the next scene is like, there's some Portland bridges. Is like, hooray! And, and then, then they're in Mount Hood. And then they're in a Mount Hood, and then they are back in California again for a while. But then finally to Portland, specifically to Oregon City. Let's talk about Portland first. Yes. <laughs> what What did we get out of this movie? We got pretty much nothing. For downtown Portland, not much. They had a shot of the Fremont Bridge, going over the Fremont Bridge. They had a shot going up 84, kind of through. Looking towards downtown. Looking towards downtown from like the Rose Garden side. Shot Um, going up to Mount St. Helens. uh, St. Helens with Trojan Power Plant in the background. Uh, Yeah, Trojan Power Plant wasn't here, which I thought was neat. Yeah. Um, So Portland is used kind of just as a generic background because they used it right. a couple times but Oregon they filmed the rest of it and then I don't named... think it's supposed to be Portland no I don't think so either because they you don't name it wouldn't have you wouldn't go to Portland before Oregon City if you're coming up from right. California and then drive up to to the yeah. silo or whatever but they do name Oregon City and film it in Oregon City the yeah. thing I did not check is that in this movie, Oregon City is known for having a parade every month. Is that a real thing? Did any of us look that up? No. I, didn't, I didn't bother to look it up, but it was an epic parade. It was a huge parade. And either if they could put that kind of a parade together just for Homer and Eddie, like that is something the town should probably still celebrate to this day. <laughs> you remember when we had the grand parade? town esque <laughs> So they do use, I was really miffed. So they used uh, a shot going over the little Oregon City Bridge into the Oregon City downtown and and the elevator thing that they have. Uh, they shot up on top of the hill on 7th. You want me to just go through some? Uh, so here are, here's part of the parade. So this is just a little uh, clip of, our extra the of the clowns. And the they movie. had floats of... Women bodybuilders. They had floats of old time Dixie band. They had f- marching bands. They had everything in this horses parade. and cowboys. Horses and it was cowboys. huge. So, uh, <clears throat> so these aren't in any particular order. So <laughs> we'll just uh, go through them. So this is uh, as we were talking about in the convenience stores. We get a lot of shots of uh, candy and uh, there's some good candy. There's stuff you yeah. forgot about, and there was Pepsi in that last scene. It's very important. We yep. should point out, and this one too. So there, boom, Pepsi. There's, Pepsi is all over the uh, place. They're lo- drinking Pepsis. The cheerleaders are drinking Pepsi. And that location right there is in. Um, I tried to catty corner of Seven from Seven Eleven at the top of the hill in Oregon. City when you get um, and right now there's a an auto repair shop that where that Pepsi sign is and it used to be I think it's always been like a little either diner or was um, it ever actually the Hofbrauhaus no I think they just did that for this move 
Well, maybe. I don't know the answer to that question because I was like, maybe they did it for this movie, but Listeners. the whole fact that all of a sudden there was a, a German polka a festival. German beer hall in yeah. the middle of Oregon City. Just for, it was like Oktoberfest. It wasn't tied into the movie, so maybe it was always that. And but uh, So I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, big pink yeah. as they cross the Fremont Bridge. The Trojan Power Plant. <laughs> I feel like this should be a film strip. Click. <laughs> the Trojan <laughs> Power Plant. Trojan Power So they plant. do take some nice shots from the little Oregon City Bridge, but they don't show any of Willamette Falls. That's a little like bit weird. You're getting to the destination that this whole movie has been building up to, which is oddly Oregon City. And they had this amazing set piece of the paper factory and the second largest waterfall by volume in the United States. They don't show it once. They show it here. And in the way is the guardrail of the bridge. I, I wonder if there's rights to it, if they have to pay. I can't imagine. I, 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 don't I know. guess, but that was so dumb. <laughs> so there's the elevator in Oregon City that goes up to the top. The Oregon City Oregon Furniture, Furniture Liquidators. liquidators. Crazy. So they do a couple drives through the the old downtown part of Oregon City, which is at the bottom of the hill where the Coin and Hobby Shop is. So if you're ever in Oregon City, it's at the base of the, and that's the weird street that kind of goes along the back. If you want to drive up the hill up to Seventh. Now there's a lot going on in that shot. There's the the Daily (laughs) News news. window. There's Jesus, and uh, there's Oregon City. I have questions about this Jesus later. And Jesus is in this movie. Uh, and Jesus it's, is in this movie. That's actually what this movie was about, Todd, was finding Jesus. Finding Jesus. There's a lot of theology in this movie, all of it wrong. But So yeah, in the background <laughs> in the background there too, you can see that the road that goes through downtown uh, Oregon City. This house, which actually still exists, is, um, okay. uh, this is across from Willamette Falls in West Lynn. Now, how did you identify this house? I identified this because I knew they were obviously <clears throat> shooting around Oregon City. Um, there's the river in the background, and so around here, it obviously looks like around here. And so I figured by two things: the bend, there's a train going in the background, um, and Highway 99 is on the other side of this. And this was also in Frozen Assets, that terrible Shelley Long, Corbin Burnson movie. The house ends up um, not the house, but Willamette Falls Park, which is across a tiny little inlet from this house. Oh. So I kind of pieced all those things together and just looked at a Google map with the pictures on and found that exact well done. exact drive because it has a very distinct circular driveway as well. So more of the parade. So this is where if you're familiar with Oregon City, I believe that on the left is where the new library is, kind of at the bottom of 7th before you go up the hill. And this is a not it looks like a church building, but I think now I forget what it is. I saw it yesterday and I parked in the same spot that the purple car and Homer and Eddie parked at <laughs> to take my picture. But here's another famous little character actor guy who shows up in a lot of things, but he was one of the Joker's henchmen in the 89 Batman yeah. film. He has like that stringy <laughs> hair. Yes. Um Looks exactly the same. Probably the credited same time. as goon number as one. As goon, yeah. <laughs> as they exit from that building. Exit from the sad funeral that is literally happening 50 feet away from a parade. <laughs> you can probably hear... <laughs> there are marching bands <laughs> and clowns. <laughs> and you can hear the Sousa march over the eulogy. <laughs> a ragtime <laughs> band goes past <laughs> during the funeral. That was poor plan. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. There's the little girl whose dad told her not to be nice to strangers who were crying. <laughs> Don't talk to strangers. So it was interesting to see see Oregon. There's a couple uh, a couple other parts of Oregon City that I couldn't quite identify. They were. It looks like 
I don't know if they have a, had a place that they used to do rodeos, but there used to, it, it looked like there was a big parking lot where we see Jesus the second time with a bunch of white buildings. So Whoopi starts seeing as they get to Oregon city, Jesus. And by Jesus, there's a guy in a white robe. With <laughs> I, literally the mean I literally Jesus. mean Jesus with the red sash and carrying a literal cross down the street. And every time she's like, Oh, there's Jesus. And of course, when they back up, Jesus is gone. And so I kind of want to say that there was a character in Portland in the nineties who did that. You know, I seem to remember hearing about that as and, well. And I, I tried to look him up. Uh, I, I almost am positive. So, but I couldn't figure out too. So we see Jesus a couple times. And then um, at the end of the movie, after Whoopi gets <clears throat> shot and, and dies, you know, it's obvious that it was a guy for the parade. He yeah. was there for the parade, a guy dressed like Jesus carrying around. a. It wasn't an Easter parade. Oh, wait. Like he was there for the parade. How do you know that? Well, at the end of the movie, when she dies, the last shot of the movie before they dance on a wharf is right. the Jesus guy carrying his cross down the street. Yeah. But how do you know he was there for the parade? Well, what else is he there for? There's a giant. There's just in addition to the funeral, the massive parade. There is also there's zero zero evidence. Yeah, there's zero evidence that he's in. I don't think he's there for the parade. But we do. uh, Was he real? We Eddie uh, is both guys. Is Jesus real? (laughs) (laughs) And so the. we do see Homer acknowledges him and Homer sees him. Yeah. And he, after Whoopi dies, we still see him. So we're not led right. to believe that it was a, a figment of her imagination. And he's wearing sunglasses at the end. They're, right. They're, at night. The only scene at choice. night is when Jesus wears sunglasses. <laughs> so there's, because he can, because he can, he wears his sunglasses there's, at night. There's three other scenes that explain all of that that were oh. never filmed. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> <It's> I <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone listening missed the shock on our faces <laughs> oh. in the deleted scenes. Nope. <laughs> but for real, we're supposed to believe um, that that Jesus was ec- outside of the giant citywide parade happening. There, there yes. is one way. There was a Catholic float that was going by the Catholic Legion. I have one idea of maybe figuring this out. Um, there is, a, Homer and Eddie has been released on DVD and the edition that you can buy from Walmart is branded under the lost collection, uh, <laughs> edition and it's called the movies you totally forgot about. <laughs> That's how they have to sell this movie today. And then it has a, uh, the, the poster of Homer and Eddie. And then there's a man wearing a shirt, uh, that says, I heart Whoopi. And then he has a thought bubble above his head and he says, what more could you ask for? Um, and then at the bottom in small text, it says includes pop-up trivia. <gasps> we what? watched the wrong edition of this movie. We, we should to. have watched so this. Is, is that, you think a studio edition or is that a guy, an edition <laughs> just like some guy? No, no, no. It's definitely a studio edition. Wow. Yeah, it even says put out by Lionsgate. Uh, a Home pop-up edition. What possible information could they have if we couldn't, if we couldn't find anything over the internet? Which I I'm not know. saying we're like sleuths or anything, but. I know. So, he must be the repository of all Homer and Eddie information, and he has it embargoed. Yes, it's the Homer and Eddie Lost Collection Edition. The that best is, movies you totally that is forgot almost about. Almost tempting. I wonder what other movies were released as the best movies you forgot about. So I had heard about this movie, obviously never seen it. So this must have been a fairly 
big release and big marketing campaign because everyone has sort of heard it, especially uh, after you. I, I would have never heard of it. Okay. For some reason, I remember it probably because it flopped or I don't know if it even did flop. I probably just remember that looks terrible. Thankfully, I'll live the kind of life where I'll never have to watch that. Oops. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Your subconscious. Oh, oh uh, so let's go. Uh, there's a couple other uh, great uh, cameos. Uh, Tiny Lister. Tony Tiny Lister is in here. Do you know who he is? He was a the, wrestler. He was a wrestler. He was in Batman Begins. Uh, right. That's a second. No, The Dark Knight. He was at the end. He was the huge convict that was going to blow up. Oh. Uh, he's he's a giant black guy that has kind of a wonky left eye or whatever, and he always shows up as like the big tough. He was a no holds barred. <laughs> Hence the name Tiny. Great. Tiny, yeah. So that was the ironic name. But he was in that, which is pretty great. No holds barred is what he was in. Um, Angeline was in this movie. I saw that name and I didn't look it up. It was just just one name. Do like you know Elvis. who Angeline is? Angeline, no. Who's... Okay. I don't. Mark, was she in the horror Mark, house? You, of course you know who Angeline is. You lived in Los Angeles. The pink billboard lady. <gasps> oh, oh. Oh. Oh, my God. I'm putting it together. So on my list of things to talk about was someone explained to me the Rolls Royce scene. There is no explanation. I will not help you there. But in that Rolls Royce, and so they pull into a gas station, and there's this garish Rolls Royce with this crazy-looking blonde haired woman that made no sense to that me. made no sense she kind of says "Ooh, or i don't know what she says and they drive away that's the whole scene that is angeline who if you've been to los oh. angeles you'll notice she's the one that just has nothing but billboards and she's only famous for having billboards of herself up in in hollywood and she's this big fake plastic barbie she's like a hundred thousand years old she looked terrible right in this and this was 1989 so she oh Oh, no. <laughs> but we're seeing some current pictures of Angeline. But that was her whole scene. And sh- they just drive away in that car. Yeah. I mean, if you don't know who that is, that scene is makes zero sense. Yeah. Even if you know who she is, that scene I makes so I was, zero So that was sense. another moment where I, the movie was losing me. And all of a sudden, Angeline? <laughs> uh, the priest uh, at the very end who she com- she confesses that she committed murder is uh, Vincent <clears throat> Schiavelli, his name is, yeah. who is in One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. I forget his character's name, but he has that really long face. Um, I think he was in Ghost 2, didn't he play? <clears throat> when Patrick Swayze was learning how to be the ghost, he was the ghost on the subway that like taught him to push the coin or whatever. But uh, he's totally recognizable, but he played the priest in this movie. Uh, who else? Uh-huh. The maid... The maid that shows up in Homer and Eddie's parents' house for like a minute and a half, she was the lady in Porky's, the teacher or whatever, the, the, the kind of the overweight teacher. I think she, I, I don't remember anything about Porky's, but she, and then she was in Porky's too. She's on the cover of Porky's too, and she's also in Porky's three, but she was uh, also in, um, Oh, she was in something else that was that was pretty great. But she showed up. I was excited to see her. So uh, you might not know the name Fritz Feld. So Fritz Feld was in over 170 movies starting in the silent movie era. Wow. And his last film <laughs> also was Homer and Eddie. And there's he, the curse of Homer and Eddie. Yeah. So he was the. Uh, he was at the funeral and he was the mortician is how he's billed. But he is uh, the guy that is like, can I help you? And uh, and then uh, Homer tells him and he goes up and then 
that mortician goes to the mom and says, there's a strange man who just says he's your son and whatever. Uh, And so uh, Fritz Feld, he's a German actor and the, he was in Lost in Space and, and uh, 169 other things. Wow. And he is <laughs> famous for popping his mouth. Like, <laughs> so, like, and, and doing like the was, mouth like, drum type thing? No. Just, oh, just making a really lungs. loud pop? Yeah. <laughs> Back when you could be famous for anything. Right. What do and, you do? I make a popping noise with right. my mouth. Uh, yeah. So Fritzfeld. Uh, that was really, his last uh, movie. the pastor uh, from the from the funeral. Uh, his name was Wayne Grace, and he was in Mulholland. He was in Mulholland Drive. He was wow. in Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. So a lot of those, and I looked at a couple other people too, and they're like 167 credits. Like those right. just workhorse totally. character actors were all over this, which was really the only thing that made this. What worth was it. the budget for this movie? I, I never well, saw that number. Either not enough or too much. I have. Well, that's weird. <laughs> So I guess uh, just to kind of wrap wrap the plot up after they get to the or at they get to the funeral, uh, Homer's dad is dead. His mom is there. They have a little moment. Homer's mom invites him. Well, why don't you stay with us? And Homer says no, no. because he's. I guess he does have a m- tiny character arc because he finally realizes his parents never wanted him, which is why he was crying and the little girl was chastised for comforting him. Mm. Um, so they he- decide to. Keep road. No, he's going to stay and become a, a working diner. Yeah, uh, and and Eddie is going to die, I guess, and just drive away. Like he also he meets the person that caused his mental retardation. Uh, no, and, I don't think. Uh, yeah, it, the the goon from Batman, right? The police officer, right? Well, he said he was the pitcher. Now, right. did he get hit by a pitch or did oh, he get hit? I, I assume so. Totally. Oh, yeah. I, I assume that the person like hit the ball and it was the, the batter who the ball hit him. No, I no, assume no, no, that no. he was like at bat or something like yeah. that and just got beamed with the ball from the pitcher. But so. he didn't say, he said, I was at the game. He didn't say, I hit. Well, he goes, I was at the game. I threw the ball. Yeah, I, I was the one that threw I the. It, I thought the, he just said I'm, he was the pitcher. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But, but to your point, there's no reconciliation. <laughs> yeah, there's like, no arc sorry, about man. it. Right. It's and like, Jay's what have you been like, up to? <laughs> oh, you know, being life. mentally retarded for the rest of my life. Oh, you. cool. <laughs> I'm yeah, a cop it. now. Yeah. You know, and that he, he's a conspirator to murders uh, and and armed robberies. And, you know, and none of that is addressed or like we saw cops and we're like, oh, maybe they're going to recognize him because there's an APB out on their car that they they spray painted yeah, they purple. they bothered to dress a, him up as a cop. Right. And then I guess never there was, to... There was so... I, I, this was half a movie. <laughs> That's why it's I thought they just the ran out of money. They could... <laughs> there's this there's another the part they, half. They, this, these are all intermixed. the parts they accidentally edited out. <laughs> totally. Oh, and they did. They was like swapped. So the real movie actually got thrown away and they just edited the pieces together that they maybe tossed. they had. Maybe they had plans for a sequel that would have explained everything. <laughs> oh, oh no. A prequel. A prequel. That would have been terrible. Eddie and Homer. Worst idea. Uh, then we end up at the German yodeling festival. Homer was shows a- up with a guinea pig and falls in love with the local girl and then Eddie 
wanders away to buy some gum, but doesn't have enough money looking in, in her pockets for change. And as she's looking, this was her big change is that instead of just immediately murdering someone, <laughs> she checks to see if she has any money on her. And while she's taking stuff out of her pocket, she takes out her gun and sets it on the counter, just kind of like not thinking, looking for more change. The convenience store owner shoots her. She wanders out into the street dies in the arms of a screaming James Belushi. Karma's a bitch. And then the movie ends. She dies and it immediately ends. Oh, uh, Jesus. Not, not before we get a... Oh. Yeah, we, we meet Jesus, Jesus and then we get a flashback of their uh, epic dance on the pier. We get a dance super long tracking shot of that uh, <clears throat> dance on the pier. When James Belushi puts a bag over his head and jumps around like a crazy person. <laughs> to try to cheer up Whoopi Goldberg. That's what I had I, and I wrote down we are supposed to be charmed by this. These two charmless, characterless characters were told to care for, and it just is not coming together. So the big question this movie is begs... Is why? Why did they do this to us? Well, I was going to say, is it the most boring movie that we've seen yet in Portland at the movies? Which essentially it boils down to, is this movie more boring than Breaking In? Breaking in or, or frozen assets or well, no, or, I, I say for, this is frozen assets is definitely more entertaining. That movie had me asking like questions about how and why the whole time this movie had me asking like, what was the Brendan Fraser one? The extraordinary, extraordinary measures. measures. That one was pretty bad too. At yeah. least that one was nice Plotless. to look at. Like it I, wasn't, I like Brendan was Fraser. I agree. Nicely. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> I like to see Harrison Ford chase wheelchairs down the sidewalk. Th- well, I've, out of everything that we've done, I think on this list, it might be like if if you sat me down and said you have to rewatch, you have to rewatch one of these. I think this might be last on my list. La- right, last to rewatch. I really dreaded it's, watching this the second time. I did too. It's either this or Breaking In, and they're just like neck and neck. Here's it one last true. review from Amazon. Two stars. I thought it would be great trip down memory lane with these two actors that I find funny, but by the time the bathroom scene played out, we were turning this off. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's, yeah, it's the bottom of the heap for me. Uh, there's, Extraordinary Measures was right down there with me. Uh, of. So was this supposed, Just, uh, do you think in the director, because this director is a, a foreign director, he's Russian, and he did Tango and Cash and this, but there are also a lot of foreign Did he movies. do Turner and Hooch as well? He did not do Turner and Hooch, <laughs> which still holds up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love me some Turner and Hooch. Uh, but he was a foreign director, so I mean, a lot of that stuff often doesn't translate, and mo- all of his other movies were foreign releases. So is this a terrible movie, or is it just a movie that, is terrible is from <laughs> is a blight on humanity no is that we just don't get it because it's not it's no. not our native no. way that we're no, seeing no, this isn't no. a cultural so this is not an art piece no oh. <laughs> no 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 this this was I, so and this re- wasn't his first movie either. He had a bunch before that, including Tango and Cash. Well, Tango and Cash is also a terrible movie, oh. but we also remember it not being terrible because that's well, that's an actual movie, so it's a little more fun to watch than this one. But it's it's not a great movie. I I feel like he had maybe he had ideas that just n- never coalesced, like that never got. 
like it's got trans identity issues and there's a lot of interesting things that could have happened they like absolutely and And i I wonder there's a lot of build up and no payoff this was uh not written by the director i didn't i think this is the only thing that the screenwriter has written but i wonder if it was specifically in response to rain man rain man was Mm. a huge hit the year before right um it kind of a cross-country thing with Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman, huh. kind of the same scenario. Either this was just laying around like unfinished or maybe they rushed it into production to capitalize on it. That's the only thing I think. Cause I, mm-hmm. it was very That's much fair. a grab at rain man. Like we said, there was moments where you can feel them when he collapsed at the end after he found out his dad died. It's just sad. James Belushi goes from full stand to full sit, legs out in front of you he just drops in a moment of emotion yeah which i think i i laughed out loud when he did that i wonder if this movie was just ahead of its time you know if it was addressing these issues today well i think that's what we were saying like there were a lot of interesting issues they could have explored but they didn't yeah, they like could have picked a, one. Like that, the whole androgy- yeah, the whole androgyny thing. Like, yep. oh, that could have been an interesting look at gender identity in the late 80s. Right. And maybe that was, you know, classified as mental illness. And that's like, that could have been compelling. But it wasn't. It just maybe, never brought up again. Maybe those things were dealt with. And the, the, um, oh, you the think studio edited? stripped it out. Right. Maybe. We're just going to have to get that DVD we're just gonna and, and learn. Get the trivia. Yeah. I almost want to, but the thought of having to watch this movie again <laughs> is so repellent that I just can't handle it anymore. Let's make Nick watch it with us. Oh um. my gosh. There was a part when they get to the brothel and like when we say brothel, it takes place in like a real city. Cause I looked it up. Beatty, Nevada, which is like <laughs> Beatty? 40 people, Beatty, Nevada, Beatty, Nevada. Uh, which is like 40 people. But it's, what are those? They're not air force shelters or oh, whatever, but right. those kind of those tin Gro- buildings that Gro- are half circles. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, something like that, name. just in the middle of the desert, kind of out like how Quonset Pendleton. Hut? Is that a Maybe. Yeah, so they have them in, in eastern Oregon, too. But that's the brothel. It's just this old tin shed that's in the middle of nowhere. And right when that happened, uh, so we watched this because I, I bought the VHS. And the VHS did that thing where it went and like got all grainy as they're going to the brothel. And I thought, if I have to sit here and watch a sex scene... <laughs> With James Belushi and whoever is in this place, because I thought it was one of those things where somebody had just rewound it just yeah, that yeah, much yeah. in Homer and Eddie, but <laughs> thankfully we were spared that. So much so, I didn't even realize that the implication that they did actually have sex. I would say we were not spared. I mean, we need to make a gif of Jim Belushi dancing around in his boxer shorts. Uh, we almost we saw a lot of him in his boxer shorts when he was in the back seat of the car and he was pulling up pants. the pants. I had to watch that I, three times of him thrusting his crotch directly sure into the camera. We almost saw his his junk. <laughs> yeah, his his John Belushi. <laughs> so too soon. <laughs> So this discussion would not be complete unless we mentioned the legacy of this film uh, in Portland. Um, it has been dubbed uh, the curse of uh, Homer and Eddie um, on all future movies filmed here yep. in Portland. David Walker coined that in his... Da- friend of the show, David Walker. Was that, yes, future guest of our sh- of the show, David Walker. Future friend, future of, friend, future of, the friend of the show. Future friend of the show. 
uh, was when he coined that was that like a look back or did he say he that was at reviewing, the time? I forget. No, he's like all all of the good was movies. It, no, he was reviewing the movie Bandits. Yeah. Okay. And he was using this as the reason why Bandits sucked. Okay. Yeah, like Bandit, this is the turning point for bad movies in Portland. Wow. It just everything before that was good and everything from this point on was bad. Well, but, I think we've proved that theory wrong, but not everything before occasions. that was good. But I'm going to say, if this was the same year as Breaking In, maybe it wasn't this movie. Maybe we just say the year 1989 was the curse. Was the whole curse. Yeah. The curse of 89. Yeah. Hmm. They should have another bar in Portland, the spirit of 89. Just fill it with Homer and Eddie and Breaking In memorabilia. <laughs> It'll be the Kenton Club of <laughs> that would be a fun concept for a bar. Is just the theme of the bar could just be movies filmed in all Portland. of these terrible movies that yeah. no one has ever heard of or wanted to see. Wow! All right, anything so more? I have one question for Mark. Yeah. Uh, now that you've seen this movie, Mark, uh, if you were to meet Jim Belushi I now, d- is there a question that you would ask him? Why? Why did you <laughs> I, do this? I, I think we've already addressed it is I think that there are miss missing elements from this movie. Uh-huh. And I feel like there, th- there's just so many pieces of evidence, like the wind, she- the window and the, 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 there's just build up and lack of payoff and the- so many times. And I feel like there's probably six significant scenes <laughs> that, explain everything thank goodness they took that out and showed us the four minutes of jim belushi driving around in, in the snow including the finale like i i feel like there's a final scene where there's yeah and the fact that half the dialogue felt improvised you know they were yep. probably just recording a ton of stuff can you imagine and those how the many poor days that this crew had to follow james belushi and Whoopi goldberg around as they improvised things to talk about in, in, a car. in a car while pretending what? to be mentally ill nightmare <laughs> i did see one of the reviews of um so i i i will say that james belushi did not overdo it no as his as, I, I didn't have a problem with his acting he didn't go full retard he did not go full retard as they say in <laughs> tropic thunder one review did say that he pranced around i know we were all thinking <laughs> this whole time uh he pranced around like one of the hippos in Fantasia, oh, which is exactly right. Because he did yep. do a lot of like <laughs> yeah. kind of hands out in front of you prancing. That, and that right. communicated to him, I think, an innocence, I guess, hmm. or something. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> the end. And hard cut. <laughs> and hard cut to crazy Mexican wedding that had a, a mariachi band on the back of a pickup truck and a huge bouncing car. They was could that have person... chased them. Like we thought that that was us going to matter to the story. Nope. They were going to rob this couple. Was that a man or a, was that two women or a man a, and a woman? I thought it was a man and a woman. Man okay, a that's woman. what I thought. Yeah, but the second wife. time I was like, maybe that's a woman. So sorry. Sir, for not being able to figure out if you're a man or woman, it's Pat. It's Pat, and they they try to car carjack them or whatever, and all of a sudden, this huge what do they call? It's not a lifted car, but the um the kind of car that hydraulically bounces up and down, like you'd see a Snoop Dog, yeah, Snoop Dog video that comes pulling up, and then like a legit flatbed truck with a mariachi band on the back playing mariachi. And then out of that hydraulic car comes the bride from the from the 
wedding that they were just at. And it was at a fruit stand. At a fruit stand. On the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, there is Uh, really... Do we recommend people to watch it? Hell no. Nope. Not Any at redeeming all. qualities? The only redeeming nope. one... Uh, no, I would say not even... It was fun to see all the character actors that did show up, but much like this movie, they did not have anything to do with the story <laughs> or anything to do in the story. So, <clears throat> nope. Go check out our map at portlandofthemovies.com slash map, and you can see uh, the locations, which I always think is worth it, but I would not. And I don't think you can see this movie anywhere. We literally had to find it on VHS. Yeah. So I don't know if you could watch it if you wanted to. Hmm. So don't go see it. Cool. So, so, so that brings us to next time. And it is my turn to uh, pick this next movie. What are we going to watch for next? We Mark? are going to watch. I brought it in this Uh-oh. bag because it is another movie that uh, I was able to find on VHS. So I'm hoping we are going to find a nice little hidden gem that's maybe not great but still super fun to watch and at least we'll have uh, some interesting people in it and that is 1996's uh, Fox Fire starring Angelina Jolie um, <clears throat> I have to take my glasses off um, I do hear this movie come up a lot when I when I tell people kind of the premise of this show they're oh are you going to do Fox Fire which I'd never heard there's Firefox, which is right. a Clint Eastwood movie. Right. And a web browser. There is a, and, a, and a web browser. There's another movie called Foxfire with Jessica Tandy and some older, really old lady that they did in like the 90s. It's like some cutesy Hallmark movie. But this is the Angelina Jolie uh, 1996 movie. I have no idea what it's about, um, but I am very excited to see it. So it took them 17 years to learn the rules and one week. To break them all. Oh. Foxfire. So I don't know if it takes place in real life, if it takes place. <laughs> this wasn't the one that Sarah was an extra in. No, that okay. was, uh, okay. yeah, that's something, something that else. I can't okay. right now. Starring Kyle Chandler, I think. Okay. Um, so yeah, uh, Foxfire next time. Brian, if people want to find out more about the Unipiper, what can they do? Uh, they can check me out at unipiper.com or look me up on facebook and instagram uh but more exciting than that uh you guys don't know this yet but portland at the movies now has a working patreon page <gasps> yeah we do That's oh maybe right. we can get our rental money for homer and eddie back <laughs> <laughs> so i'm afraid we don't have any reward tier set up yet uh but if you like the show and you would like to um support our efforts and uh Help us cover the cost of these VHS tapes. Yes, um, and, and gas for me to drive here. Yes. I, I do I do drive. Yes, so it, do, it throw does. Throw me a dollar for some gas money. Take some supplies to record this show. So if, if you would like to become uh, the, at this uh, moment, you could be the first supporter Ooh. of the show. We'll give you something for free if you were one of the first two. Two. <laughs> Since I don't know what that thing will be, <laughs> but we will give you something. Totally, so. totally. So uh, head over to patreon.com slash Portland at the movies. Excellent. And um, throw throw us a little money our you way. You know what I should do? I showed you guys before this. I, I just uh, made two prototypes for um, these VHS accent lamp- lamps that I'm making uh, that had little... LED lights in and they're uh, oh they're really cool they're really cool so if you are one of the first two people I will make you one of those uh, out of one of the movies we have reviewed so you may get a Homer and Eddie or a Breaking In or a Foxfire 
uh, lamp. So I will make you one of those if you are one of our first two Patreon people. So well, that's right. exciting. Custom VHS lamp. There you go. Nice. Mark, what about you? What can we do if we want to find out more about you? Uh, well, you and I are part of uh, the uh, Mark and Todd cast and uh, Brian the Unipiper shows up occasionally and uh, and lets us know about things going on in Portland. But if you want to learn some science or some things going on around Portland, uh, visit the uh, markandtodcast.com. And a little uh, guarantees for our next show, we will be discussing what is a plasma ball? Because nice. I bought one of the kids a plasma Ooh, ball. And I was nice. like, how does this work? This is really strange. So, yep, we talk about science and we talk about local Portland stuff. So check that out, markandtodcast.com. You can hear that and this show on the Fun Employment Radio Network uh, along with some other great shows, including if you're a Star Trek fan and you're not listening to Geek in the City, like you have to, it is such a, a deep vein of Star Trek stuff and like other deep geek stuff that uh, if, if if you are disappointed by a lot of those geek shows that were like, we're geeky because we like the Avengers, <laughs> like then Geek in the City has what you need because it's it's an insane depth of knowledge. Aaron has been doing podcasting forever. So check that out and also check out the well-adjusted gamer, uh, which is a, a show on fun appointment ready, but you were just on an episode I was. with our friend Jason. Yes. And it was a great episode. I enjoyed hearing you guys talk. Like I said on the, on the comment, you're my two favorite millennials talking about video games. I'm going to refrain from uh, replying to your comments <laughs> until at least we're off this recording. <laughs> so do check that out uh, and find out, or listen to all of our uh, old episodes at portlandthemovies.com. Um, and that is it. I don't know what I won't play whatever songs, whatever song plays over the credits. How about uh, sunglass? I, what's that song? Oh, where I wear sunglasses, my sunglasses at, at night. night. I guess. Dedicated. This one goes out to Jesus. <laughs> all right. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>